This is our fifth session on Colossians 3, 1-4. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life... So you died, but now you've been raised, and so you have a new life. Your life, this new life, is hidden with Christ in God. Now, we're going to deal with that next time. This time, I simply wanted to tackle something even more uh, immediately fundamental. When Christ, who is your life, so that's what we're focusing on this time. When Christ, who is your life, appears from the hiddenness, you will appear with him from the hiddenness in glory. Father, as we try to understand something of the wonder of this statement, Christ is our life, would you show us what the New Testament means by this in its scope? And would you apply it to us with a kind of spiritual power that makes it real for us so that we can say it and mean it with authentic honesty? Christ is my life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. What does Paul mean when he says, Christ is my life. I'm going to suggest half a dozen things. Let's just start with a statement from Jesus as foundation. Jesus said, because I live, you will live. So you will have your life because I live. Somehow, in a very general way, Christ is the cause of our New life. Now, the question is, what are the ways in which he is the cause of it? Here's the first one I would mention namely, that because of Christ's substitute for us on the cross, he is the source of our new life through forgiveness. You who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven. So forgiveness is essential for us to be alive with Christ. And that forgiveness is owing to the fact that he canceled the record of debt, and that cancellation is owing to the fact that he nailed it to the cross. So because he became the substitute of our punishment by bearing the nails that we should have received, our record of debt that we owed is canceled. We are forgiven. And because of that great cross work and its application to us in forgiveness, we are alive. So when it says Christ is our life, it means fundamentally we'd have no life without his death on the cross. His death on the cross is the cause and source of our life legally, in that he bore our sins and provided our forgiveness so that we could live and not be punished 
with death. Here's a second step in what it means that Christ is my life. In him, this statement over and over again in Paul, union, union with Christ is key to his being our life. In him, you have been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him. So our our burial and death and our resurrection is owing to the fact that we're united to him. We have union with him. Through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So a second meaning of he is our life is that only by union with him, by being in him, have we been able to die and have life. Next step, John 15, 5. He sustains our life like a vine sustains a branch. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, we don't have any life or any productivity at all. We can't do anything of lasting value or spiritual worth apart from union with him. So he he goes on sustaining us the way a vine goes on sustaining branches. Here's the way Paul puts that. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. So Christ is so much our life that Paul is willing to say, I'm not even alive anymore. Not my old nature. And my new nature is, as it were, Christ living in me. But then he does go on to say, and the life I now live. So he's not saying he doesn't exist. So when we say Christ is our life, we don't mean he cancels us out. He would get no glory from us if we didn't exist. He doesn't cancel us out. Christ lives in us, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So faith in him depends on him to be our sustaining life. Moment by moment, we are trusting him to be alive in us and help us and strengthen us and guide us and be for us everything we need from God. So we are alive, and by faith we are trusting him, and he thus is alive in us. And in that sense, we no longer live, but he lives through us. Here's another sense in which he is our life. He is forming our new life to be like his life. Colossians 3.10, you have put on the new self. A new self has come into being, not I, but Christ, a Christ-shaped self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So our new self is being formed into the likeness of our creator. So when we say Christ is my life, we mean my life is taking on the form of Christ. My life will represent, it will be the image of Christ. 
is another statement of that same truth in 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord himself, Christ, who is the Spirit. So by the Spirit, the Lord Jesus is shaping us into his own image as we behold his glory in his word, the gospel. So he is our life in the sense that the life form, the life image, the life style that we are growing into is his. And you get this great statement in Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To live is Christ, is another way of saying Christ is my life. Only here, I think the thrust is to live is to what? Glorify Christ and to enjoy Christ. Our life has become a life for Christ, a life enjoying Christ. Let me show you that from two chapters later in Philippians. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. So Christ is our supreme treasure, the surpassing worth of Christ makes him our supreme treasure, our joy, our satisfaction, our goal. And one more comment, Colossians 1.16, by him, by Christ, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were made through him and for him, meaning he He is our purpose. Everything, including us, especially us, exists for his name, for his glory. So for all those reasons, at least, Paul says, when Christ, who is your life appears, then you will appear with him in glory. So we're going to come back next time and ask, in what sense is our life hidden with Christ in God? And then in what sense will it appear when he appears? But for now, go deep with this word is. Christ is your life. And if that doesn't sound true of you, Go back and meditate on each of those five or six or seven illustrations I gave of what the New Testament means by Christ is your life.